What's up, y'all? This is Tressie. And this is Cedric. And we're through the crate. Digging through culture and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. All yeah. right. So. Yeah. Again. Again? Again with what? One five. Oh, yeah. We are back with another one episode. Five. You yeah. might want to just give a little context to what you're saying sometimes, but that's cool. I mean, you know, that's right. I mean, hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? Okay. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is actually a pretty special episode. This is something special. that we haven't done before. Um, we have a special guest on the episode. We do. On this nice, awesome, through the crate podcast. This special guest is a producer extraordinaire. Yes. We're just going to give that to him right now, just yes. before. I mean, we want to be the first to say it. Um, he is also a DJ, from what I understand. And. He works with quite a few artists here in the local scene in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Let's give it up for our guest, Glock. Glock. What's up? Yeah. Hey guys. What up? What up? Thank you. About. Thank you. What's going on? Welcome. 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 Uh, thanks for coming on. Let me Thank get you my... for having me. So, I mean, you know, if you could explain what you do to the people in, you know, 16 and a half words or less, you know, what would you tell them you do? For real? 16 and a half? If 16 ain't enough, bars. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, that's not a lot. I've already used like 16 already. But <laughs> I um, I make a lot of beats for vocalists primarily. I've, I've, I've done some stuff for my own. But right now, I've been mostly working with some rappers, some singers, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Trying cool. to uh, bring something more interesting into rap, mainstream rap music. Mainstream. Yeah. Okay. Switch it up a little. Okay. That's what is up. Okay. And and where can we find your stuff if we're looking for it? Uh, I definitely got a lot of stuff on SoundCloud.com slash Glock. And that's uh, Glock with the Spanish word K, not the letter K. So let's that's go ahead G-L-O-C-Q-U-E. and spell that out. Oh. Again, that's G-L-O. You know what? Let me use my call center call center skills. That's G as in George, L as in Lima, O as in Oscar, Q as in Quebec. You as an C. umbrella. A C. Oh, I'm sorry. Missed it. Let me go ahead and try again. We're gonna cut <laughs> that out. <laughs> Rewind. Let me go ahead and use my call center voice. <laughs> That's G as in George, L as in Lima, O as in Oscar, C as in cat, Q as in Quebec, U as an umbrella, E as an elephant, Glock. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. You got All it right. exactly. <laughs> Great. So, so now that we know how to spell Glock. <laughs> uh, Maybe we can see what Mr. Glock has to say. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Glock, I'm I, I'm just curious. Uh, what kind of artist do you like to work with? Like, Ooh. what's your preference? Okay. Um, I mean, I gotta be honest. I like rappers that have very um, complex verses, but mostly I I like artists that just. Right, really good hooks, like really catchy shit. I don't know, that's what I'm into lately because most of what sticks with me personally when I'm listening to music is the hooks, the stuff that I'm, that gets stuck in my head. So I look for a lot of that for sure. Just okay. catchy stuff, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, and then also, um, basically, let's, let's just kind of take it back a little bit. What was your introduction to music? How did you get into hip-hop and, hip- oh, and rap? Okay, uh, the introduction to music was definitely back in school. I've been a, a band geek, I guess, throughout oh, high school for, for real? sure. Yeah, you played, played something. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was drumline for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I played the quads, you know, that's what's up. drums all around me, pretty tight. Uh, <laughs> no wonder his drum, dude. I was about to say, no wonder your drums are dope. On thank your you, yeah. thank Go you. Ahead, yeah, no I'm a drum guy for sure. Yeah. I've been playing drums like drum set since I was like four. I got my first drum set. Oh snap! Okay. So yeah, I've been in the music scene for a little while in that area, but I didn't start really like writing my own music until probably junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And the high school band director, my high school band director, asked me to write the show for the marching band <laughs> for, for after my senior year that summer after my senior year mm-hmm. and that was awesome so that was my first like professional experience writing definitely that's dope yeah and then like, after that it turned a little more electronic i guess and mm-hmm. i started working more on 
a laptop as opposed to like writing actual sheet music and yeah. it just translated into that from there over the next couple of years. So what you get to say is that you are classically trained. Yeah. You that can is say you that. Can totally yeah, say that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically you are. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I yeah. love to, to say. I'm a musician that's classically trained. Yeah. yeah I, may, I might not have like read sheet music in a fucking decade. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just right. like, I'm yeah. exaggerating. Yeah. But yeah, you get to say you're classically trained. Exactly, so that's what's yeah. up, man. No, cool, that's man. awesome. I you mean, get to have those those stripes on your back. That you, you started like writing music and actually like writing right. out it, the tabs. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. actually writing out the the music and not just you know punching keys on a on a keyboard and exactly, saying it sounds yeah. cool knowing what's going on behind classic it. through the crate t- uh, tangent here i can always remember that i never understood how drummers read music like i never understood it like i understand it's just like rhythms that you're following but that shit looks so different than yeah, what we it's crazy there's like a different symbol on the note head for every <laughs> drum yeah. It's, yeah it's a lot to keep track right. of definitely yeah and like different accents for like different types of hits and stuff yeah like that's a rim yeah. shot yeah. and that's a regular yeah. like snare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> no <laughs> you're right rim right? shots are like, a thing yeah see? that is a thing yeah. <laughs> like i know there's a rim shot but like and then i was like a regular snare i didn't know like what the regular right, snare part yeah. was but anyway um that's what's up though so you actually were classically trained you were in it and then you started to to grow um what was like one of the first um programs that you used to start trying to produce um beats on oh definitely garage band yes that's where everyone gets started yeah um my my family like we always had just this really really shitty laptop i don't know what it was like a vio laptop no yeah it was a pc yeah. yeah So I never really got to do a whole lot with that because mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to download things. And then they finally like got an iMac, and I don't know how old I was. I was probably like a junior in high school, and that came with GarageBand, obviously. So I was looking through the applications that our new fancy computer came with, and I found that one. I was like, oh, <laughs> like this makes it a lot easier for me to make music. And so GarageBand, and then I... Stepped up to Logic Pro from there. And yeah, yeah, just naturally. Do you still of, use Logic Pro? I actually just recently switched over to Ableton what? from Logic. Yeah. Okay, because I use Logic Pro for this and for everything. Right. Um, and I used Ableton once, and I was like, I can't do this. Because That's it's what I did. I was the same way. I used yeah. it once at first, too, and could not do it. I was like, what is this? Where <laughs> is so everything? Different. Yeah, like, but now that I've switched over, <laughs> I'm very confident in it, yeah. and it just it feels good to switch around and know my way around multiple mm-hmm. things. That's dope. Uh, okay, cool. I, I'm just curious, since you are a drum guy, do you use separate software for your drums, or do you do all that in Ableton, too? A lot of my drum stuff, actually, well, it's, it's not actually separate software or in Ableton. I mostly just, like sample stuff i like sample drums where i find some weird like drum sample pack mm-hmm. online and i edit that okay distort it you know flip it upside say, down do all this weird stuff to it yeah, yeah. i mostly just use samples okay. i was gonna say like when okay. listening to your music it sounds very effect heavy and yeah. so like you love exploring ex- experimenting with like the the different like space designers or oh, something yeah. like that yeah, like absolutely. I, I can hear that i was like dude this guy's like Got it. When it comes to that stuff, um, another thing I wanted to say, like, um, you're you're speaking of like your drums and like the way that you, um, like the way that you design your drums. Um, what do you? What would you uh, classify like your music as? Like, would you say that it is hip hop? Would you say that it's experimental? Would you say that it's like something mm. new? What would you classify that? Asking as? an artist to classify their art. I yeah, mean, it's he can, he doesn't have to answer it that way. I'm gonna try. Jeez. I'll definitely try to answer. You it. know what? Stop trying to be on the artist side. <laughs> I'm, that, I thought this was through a, the crate, Cedric hard, and Tressy, and then all hard, of a sudden you want to That's a horde question. Hey, hey, it guess is. what, nigga? Um, shit. It's horse. Anyway, go I, ahead, I Glock. think I can do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I know. See, you underestimating him already. No, it's that's definitely it's definitely got hip-hop roots, I would say. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I definitely... You know, I got the trap hi-hats going on, the, the, qu- the quick hi-hat rolls, and the huge... 808 kicks like definitely hip-hop rooted but i think i bring a sort certain like lo-fi almost like punk aspect to it just from the distorted like rebelliousness of it not punk as in like punk rock genre definitely not that but punk as the as an idea you know it's a little punk for sure 
like if 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 the norm like that punk was streaming off of was hip hop, you know, or, or yeah, was like yeah, trap. It's right. like it's like pump trap. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I get you. I can see that. And, and speaking of the, the rebelliousness of it, um, I felt like I just gave like another syllable to that word. But anyway, <laughs> um, like. I could tell that you like what you're saying there when it comes to the punk part, because I could, I, there was one song that I didn't understand quite. And it's probably because I'm not into that, that part of it, but it was slitted, I believe. Okay. Slitted. has a lot of like very, to me, awkward sounds, but definitely, you know, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's what, what you're saying. Like yeah. when it comes to like the punk aspect of it, like rebellious, like I don't have to be loud in your face. It's like, it's kind of like it's off key though you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's like he's like i'm you know what fuck you i don't need to be on key this is shit that i like and i'm gonna turn it this way you know i'm gonna design it this way so i, I definitely hear that in your music yeah. so that's that's pretty cool and it's that's definitely a thing when like i started making music growing up i was still a kid and growing up and seeing the scene that i was in all do all striving for a very similar thing and Start making music you try to as a producer at least you try to make it sound very clean you try to make the mix just sound really good you want it to be loud you want everything to speak very well but i was just tired of doing that and i was just like i just want to i just want to make music i just want to write music and put it out so i figured why not just make it like distorted why not make it sound all fucked up that's an easy way around this and it sounds cool that's a sound that i enjoy listening to yeah that's good yeah, yeah no but it's it's it, it's really important i guess because you know it's, it's it's dangerous to fall into a comfort zone and to fall into you know one box where okay everybody else is trying to go for this sound because this is the sound right now so i'm just gonna i need to make my sound sound as close to this as possible because this is what's hot you know as opposed to being able to step outside and say you know what i want to make the music i want to make and i'm just going to do that because that's what makes me feel good that's what sounds good to mm-hmm. me um and you know a lot, lot of people who have been successful aren't successful because they necessarily you know followed the trend but because they've stuck to what they believe in and eventually the trends like caught up yeah, you know, exactly, like like eventually yeah. it's like, oh shit! Now, now that's the new shit that everybody's trying to mimic, you know. Uh, so, a question for you then would be: uh, so far, what's been your bu- your biggest success so far? Biggest success? Oh man! Cause we I see mean, those numbers on SoundCloud, bro. Yeah, we see. We yeah. see those numbers, bro. Well, that all <laughs> happened actually. It's a funny story. Like almost all of my, well, not almost all of it. A lot of my SoundCloud following came from. Do you, do you know a guy named Spooky Black? He, he's like not. an R&B. Like, he's from St. Paul, Minneapolis, I think. He had like one like weird big hit, and he like reposted a song of mine a really long time ago, and he had a huge following, and a bunch of people found that. But I hated the song. I, I've what since, song was it? It was actually a remix. <laughs> he said I hated it. was a remix <laughs> of 50 Cent's In The Club. What? Oh. It was kind of tight, but it just didn't sound that good because I was new to the whole thing. It was yeah. cool. It just didn't sound great, so I've deleted hilarious. it. But in, like my biggest success, aside from that, I don't, I don't count that really. That was just kind of the spring, my launch into my following, whatever it is. It's yeah. still not great. But producing for a guy named Knight Lavelle recently in his new album. He's a dude out of Canada, Ottawa, Canada. And the album, I think reached like number six on the itunes rap charts like oh, in the wow. world somehow i don't know how that's what i'm but talking I, about yeah, it was crazy Hope we got numbers Man, he's, he's all like passive like yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> i don't know I how just, this i just produced for this guy who's number huh. six on, on you ever iTunes, heard of this guy from know? the six it's number six from the yeah, six. Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa. From the six. yeah and that's not the six I don't he knows drake i met drake once. drake will come down here and choke <laughs> you if you disrespect <laughs> the six like that okay you know what? Fuck the six. I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I'm fucking playing. I'm playing, y'all. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't The ghost listened, of Drake and Gucci Mane just came out. said, oh, slap, slap. <laughs> I, I guess I'm... See, I'm the professional one, and I'm also the one that's going to say the most shit. And I, then I run, see that. I'm going to yeah. double back on it, too, sometimes. Because <laughs> I don't want to get killed by I Gucci Mane. Smell. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't about that life. <laughs> definitely aren't about that Gucci Mane life. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> The auto was not Toronto, the six. Right? That, that's Toronto. See, I'm I'm being I mean, a little. I didn't know if it was bigger than Toronto. Nah. No, it's, no, just, it's just and Toronto. it's it's only Toronto because Drake says it's Toronto. What is right. that though? Why is it just one number? Six? Because there's it's, like a lot of 
the area code. There's like every area code oh, in Toronto has a six. doesn't start, but it has a six in oh, it. Oh, okay. There's like a six in. It's gotcha. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> would you ever think about being part of the LVO sweatshop? Yeah, I would think about it. <laughs> you think about it? Would you do it? Right. No, I would just think about no, it. Okay. And about I'd it? be like, no. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh oh. No. Uh, you know what? No. Let's not get into that because we don't want to like hurt his chances of getting Drake a beat anyway. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm curious. No. He already in Canada. We in in Ottawa. Like we don't want. No. I'm not sabotaging this mofo. Anyway. <laughs> um. What I wanted to ask you was about like producers though. Like. Okay. Hmm. What are like your top three or top five producers? Because everybody says like top Ooh. five rappers. I'm gonna get to okay. that, but let's go producers. Who did you like look look up to? Who did you listen to a lot? Like, um, who were those influ- influences? And what what who do you think were like the best? Okay, well, I I really wasn't into rap music until probably what three years ago. So when I started producing my influence was pretty much entirely like electronic. It was all that side of the scene. Hold on. You said you didn't get into hip hop until like three years ago and yeah, you're probably, fucking yeah. producing some heavy ass, like, yeah, they're like somewhat EDM ish, but right. those are some dope ass. Like, sorry, th- that's just kind of blows my mind that you only got into it three years ago and you're yeah. that good. Anyway, thanks. thanks. No, um, like to be honest, like I can't do half of the shit that he does. And I, I, I produce. Yeah. Let's put quotes on that motherfucker because I ain't done it in a minute. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, that's crazy. Pretty but anyway, go on. Uh, who were the, who were the producers yeah, you were thinking um, about? I mean, a lot of them probably aren't too, uh, what's the word, obvious in my music, the mm-hmm. influences. But uh, the first CD that I ever got was oh, like shit. a Daft Punk CD. Nice. That's what's up. Which one? That's what's it, up. it was Discovery. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, an awesome album. Yeah. Really cool album. That album has stuck with me a lot. I, I mean, I de- definitely don't pull a whole lot of influence from that in my music today, but earlier I definitely did. Um, I like, man, a lot of the big industry guys in rap I'm definitely looking up to now. Like Cardo. I don't know if you guys know Cardo. What? Cardo. Cardo got wings. He's super good. He's been producing a lot of okay. really good stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, Justice is another earlier one that I got into. They're, not Justice League. No, not Justice League, but I <laughs> fuck with Justice League. That's what's too. up. Yay. But I got to say that. But Justice <laughs> is like a. They make. They're French guys, I think. I don't know Justice. I got into them at like the same time as Daft Punk. They definitely are where I kind of fell in love with the gritty like distorted sound they're yeah. pretty heavy i can definitely hear that in your music they're like, like house U- it's like house like uk shit. house music kind yeah of. yeah it's it's really distorted and they sample a bunch of really weird stuff yeah they they've got some really like really nasty stuff that i pull out of like my nastiness from i would say right. they were the first guys that inspired me to be nasty, nasty with my music so yeah. nasty, just just to not be afraid to be yourself yeah so exactly nasty. you get it you get it <laughs> ain't nobody catching that but the girls in here is catching that oh my god <laughs> anyway uh Clock, you bro so nasty. bro oh my god sorry anyway bro, all right all right all right, all right, See, all right. my homegirls got me real question real real question time uh if you could work with now, are you pretty familiar with the Chicago local scene? As far as rap goes, as far as rap goes, um, I, you know, I don't even really know how familiar I am. I mean, I definitely, I think I know some. I think I know a decent amount of it, but okay. you might know more. I, I right. mean, I haven't lived in Chicago too long, for honestly. Sure. For sure. So, two questions for you. Uh, kind of the same question. If you could work with like one underground person and one industry person, who would those people be? Okay, Ooh, are we talking Chicago like or just I'm, anywhere? Just just cool. anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Why'd you preference it? What's I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Can you let the man answer the okay. day. I know industry. I'm, I'm just breaking balls. <laughs> talking industry rappers that I would work with. Oh man, there's so many. Well, honestly, like the one. If you're like, if I could get with this one guy, why are you gonna make him choose one? One of each. One one industry, one underground. I can do it. I can do it. All right, go ahead. One industry guy would be... Take your time. 
It's all good. We can. Danny edit Brown. Out. I think Danny Brown. Oh, yes. I could totally hey. Danny hear Brown. That. Yeah. Hey, See, hey, that's hey, why. Because hey. I feel like Danny Brown hey, would that, respect my beats. He would dude, know that, what I'm trying to do, and he would get. He would get it. Can we get Danny reason? Brown on the phone? Can we get? <laughs> I mean, I wish. If I, Danny, if I get Brown Danny would, Brown on the phone, do you think I'd be interviewing people right now? Bro, bro, <laughs> I'd be Danny in that Brown studio would right fuck now. up one of your beats, right? Danny, Danny Brown will fuck Yo, with your production. But you know who else sure. I've heard? Hey, on, that's I, a great. I like that a lot. Danny, you know Brown, who I fuck thought yeah. I heard on your beats? Who? Kid Cudi, bro. Okay, Ooh. I could see that too. Definitely. I heard. Let me. I, I, I wrote it down on my. Uh, I could definitely. I see heard that. Kid Cudi on Mega Clover Jump. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. See, I'm telling you, nigga, I Dude. am a professional at this shit, she, my nigga. I am good. Pop. I'm a boss. Yeah, you're nigga. the you're the matchmaker. That you're the <laughs> matchmaker for sure. So so oh. we need to get uh, Danny Brown and Kid Cudi on the phone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and my underground person that I get to yeah. choose. Well, honestly, sorry, I just totally like nixed that. I mean, Danny Brown's kind of Night Lavelle is. Yeah, kind of underground, and I've already worked with him, so I'll, I'm going to keep doing him. He's already he's already worked with his underground. I need to be chosen put up on one. Game. Yeah, me, me, and Night Lavelle have already. We got so much unreleased gold oh coming God. out. I've been working with him a lot, and I'm excited for everybody to hear it. But yeah, I'm definitely going to keep working with him. Somebody put me on game. I mean, Night Lavelle. All right, so so where can we find this this Night Lavelle and Glock? record uh that it's definitely on itunes it's called red teenage melody is the name of the album okay it's on itunes red teenage melody um, i think you can stream it on soundcloud yeah you can stream it on soundcloud too cool yeah definitely get that record he, he's he's cool he's very laid back i mean not like the craziest bars you've ever heard by any means like he's not he's not rapping some crazy fast shit but you know, I mean, he he knows how he knows how to write good hooks. That's he what's knows, up. Yeah, he nice. he knows He's how what, to feel out a beat too. He goes good on my stuff, so that's why I like nice. him. I can't wait to hear it. I cannot nice. wait to hear so it. So guys, definitely definitely check that out. Uh, Let's give out some of your social media right now, though. Like, yeah. uh, you want people up, to follow yeah. you? Yeah, Twitter is at Glock, just at G L O C Q U E at Glock. Nice. Instagram is the same. Nice. Uh, Facebook? Do I have a Facebook page? I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't think I have a Facebook. Who uses no. that though? Yeah, I don't have that. Our Facebook page kind of is like Bandcamp. If you want to buy something, oh, yeah. Bandcamp yeah. slash Glock. Same same name on Bandcamp. You can buy some stuff there. That would be appreciated. Yeah, definitely. And if you are a rapper listening to this, check out tracktrain.com slash Glock. Boom. You can lease some beats. You can buy the exclusive oh, rights man. to some beats. Damn. Yeah. And trust Check me, y'all will want some of this shit. Like, oh, yeah. You need it. It's you different. You need it. <laughs> Get you, it. Even if you just got like two of these on your album, on your mixtape, the bitches will love it. <laughs> the bitches will love it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> just like that's it. what rappers That's how you get rappers want, excited. Yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, the bitches will love it. And the rappers are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know about I don't that. Know. There's definitely some gay rappers out there. Shouts out that. to them. No, for sure. But I mean, I don't know why I classify They, they still fuck with bitches, though. I mean, oh, the- no, absolutely. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Mr. Glock, are you sticking around for this whole podcast? Or are you just going to like. Oh, yeah. I plan on definitely giving my input on every single topic that I can. Oh! oh! Let's make some noise! <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah. though, now that my interview is done, I'm out of here, guys. See ya. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, nah, you right. stuck now. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I mean, thank you very much for letting us interview. Let's, let's get into some of the shit that's going on with hip-hop. Let's see how much engulfed in the hip-hop culture you are, what you hear, what you guys know, what you think. Everybody, feel free to say something. Let's something do this. or nothing. Yeah. Um, should we just go straight into these albums that we was? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, drop? you know, there's a uh, ton of shit that's happened. Last week we talked about how it was Christmas. Uh, we talked about some of the records that had come out, but we weren't able to touch on all of them because it was just so much shit that came out. A lot has been coming out. Yeah, recently. yeah. so much. Yeah, it's crazy. so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been really good. It's been. It's been fucking amazing. So good that it's almost overwhelming. Uh, I have to admit. Oh yeah. I agree yeah. with you, yeah. So, um, so Mr. Glock, I I know you're really excited to talk about this specific album, so I'm just gonna 
because we just interviewed you, I'm just going to give you the floor for this first one. You're, you're feeling good. Are you going to open up that window? We're just going to open it up. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of that Travis Scott? See? All right. That Travis Scott album. What's Birds, it called? Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. Mm. Uh, we got wow. Ebony here. She's going to chime in if she wants to because she's a big Travis Scott fan. First of all, let me say this album is really, really loud. Did any of you guys notice how loud it is? Maybe just that's the producer in me talking. I think that is. But it's super loud. The low end was really like, the low yeah, end like was when he super hit those lows. Yeah, and aggressive. everything's like, I don't know. It definitely has like a crackle and a punch. Of, it, it, it bangs. It bangs for sure. Yeah. This album, there I think are multiple hits on this album. So much catchy stuff on here. The track, the track with Bryson Tiller is one of the catchiest hooks I think I've heard all year. Maybe ever. That hook has been stuck in my head since I heard it. I can't <laughs> stop listening to that track. The track with Andre is really good. Oh my god! Yeah, some oh my of the god. best production on a mainstream. I have album. to stop there. Sorry for the for a through the crate episode. We got to stop on Andre <laughs> right there. Yeah, sorry, I was getting carried away. Uh, no, 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 no. It was cool. I just have I just have to I have to give a moment of silence to all these whack ass rappers out there because this motherfucker killed you on everyone else's album this nigga didn't even drop an album and he's killing all y'all sorry i'm just I, saying i feel like at this point mr three stacks just needs to drop a record yeah i mean he's I giving like us he these doesn't... little he's no, giving he us these little tidbits these little morsels of fucking gold and then he's just not gonna leave us with anything else how, how dare right. you how Say dare you? you. Gotta keep the bitches exactly. <laughs> that's what Ebony said. You got to keep the bitches one mo. That's I'm, what. But, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, nah, like it's good. If he drops an album, it takes away all of the mystique. He also has a very young audience now that is paying attention to him because a lot of these motherfuckers don't know who he is. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So this this mystique that he has by just dropping shit here so, and there. Home, right. So he like is. So like when he does shit like that, mm -hmm. all the old heads are like. Oh shit, Andre's talking. And the younger kids who may know a little something about him, what they know about him is from their older brother who fucking worships him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, he speaks and everything he says is gold. And so I feel like if he's at that like sweet ground where he's got, you know, the older cats who definitely know who he is, he's who the respect only him, but the new kids who only know him through the respect of the older guys. So everybody loves him. Everybody. Yeah, him having these features is definitely keeping everyone so on their toes, yep. like from every side of his fans. The old heads know what to expect of him, and he's only giving them a little bit at a time, which they hate, but <laughs> they want more. Right. And the young heads are just maybe, some of them just now getting introduced to yeah. him, and he's definitely really mysterious to them, at least, because... Maybe they haven't heard the Outcast records that we have heard, and yeah. when he does finally drop something, both sides of that spectrum are gonna go nuts over it. Yep. But yep. I also don't think that that should not be rushed. I think I think him dropping these little sprinkles rushed? like here. Yes. When's the last time he dropped the project? True. There's no fucking rush. I'm just saying it should be rushed. I'm I'm just saying that if he doesn't drop a po project and he continues to put features on little albums here and there, like let me crate dig for that shit. I love it. No, I I, I love it. Give I me feel that like, shit. Okay, bold bold prediction here, guys. All it's right, coming. here we go. It's coming. Bold prediction. Save your breath. Andre is smart enough to know what the fuck he's doing. He's smart enough to know the nature of hip-hop as we know it today which is you drop a record and three weeks later nobody fucking cares yeah so i'm sure he's not stupid i'm sure he knows he's putting a verse on this record mm -hmm. a month later this other record drops he's got a verse on that one mm -hmm. he might have another verse on something else a month later if you don't guys don't remember he had a verse he had a, a part on um an erica badu uh mixtape that came out uh a few months ago so he, he's doing little things here and there. So he's going to drop something soon. He's not going to lose this spark. He's not going to lose this little bit of, 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 of smoke that's, that's billowing up. I believe it when I see it. I feel like he's... It'll happen. It'll happen. Frank Ocean of rap. 
Yeah, but we didn't hear from Frank Ocean for how long, and then all of a sudden we heard a little bit, and then boom, it came. Yeah, and we got it. So yeah, but we've heard nothing we, from Andre for no, how we've long? We've heard littles and littles and littles. He's very like, little, bit, little. He's gone. This is the most bit, we've heard of him in a very anyway, long time. So it's it's, a, it's gonna come back. I hope he's so. coming. Anyway, but yes. Had to put give Andre a little three thousand because this wouldn't be sure. through through the cricket if we didn't. But yeah, um, Travis Scott album, amazing. Go on. Yeah. Uh, what I mean to me, every Travis Scott record has pretty amazing production. N- no doubt, he has some of the best tastes in production in the whole industry. Especially being a producer himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The the one that he actually had production credit on the last track Mm -hmm. was one of the coolest beats there were. I love the wonderful beat. Really cool. Uh, Cardo's on a couple of the beats, for Mm -hmm. sure. Cardo's awesome. Who else was on there? TM88, the coordinate track. His beat that he produced was really cool. Everything just... You could definitely tell Travis... Had a lot of chemistry with every producer that was in the studio. Mm-hmm. Everything that he did meshed perfectly with what they were trying to do. You could tell a lot of hours went into that yeah. that aspect of it. I mean, yeah, I I can definitely agree, uh, agree with you on that. You know, I think we had talked about it before. Like, you know, you can tell the difference between a track that Travis Scott is just featured on, where he just kind of throws a tra- uh, throws a verse on, and a track that he's like coordinating and kind of helping to create this like this whole song you know he's really good at at getting the 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 production to kind of follow his vocal melodies and just little variations in the in the bass line like of small like ad lib that kind of adds a different like layer on this chord on mm-hmm. this like chord as he just hits a random like note and it's just like it's like a oh in the background you're just like oh <laughs> oh yeah and it's just like it feels good you know and he, he does that a lot and he, he he definitely uh uh when he gets his hands dirty inside a project that he's working on you can definitely see the time that he spent on it yeah i mean one thing i will say is that he also um said that the, he he wanted this to originally be like a musical play like or i'm sorry like just a, a soundtrack to a play or something like that. He wanted to make this a play. And then he understood that there was going to be so much more time that goes into it because we all know that how long Travis takes to make an album. Right. Um, I mean, this is only his sophomore album. He's been here for how long, you know? So um, with that, like I was able to hear like the transitions and, and ha- where he was going because everything was very theatrical uh, when it came to to the 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 production to the um his voice uh inflections and his the like the charisma of every track like when it came like the climaxes like everything about him um was very theatrical so i can understand like what he was going for when it came to that um another thing that i was um i don't know i'm not a very big low-end person though sometimes uh in the production side production side okay like and not, that, I guess that's not kind an 808 of, fan. No, of course I am. Are you kidding me? Do I want my ass to shake? Yes, I want a fucking 808. Yeah. Like, are you like let, let's let's be real? But like sometimes, like if I listen to a full on album with that's just that, sometimes it gets it gets a kind of kind of, I'm, yeah, monotonous. There you go. Um, it was it, a loud record. Exactly yeah, what he was saying. Definitely. It's like it, it was loud. Um, but like other than that, I think it was. You can definitely hear a big difference from Rodeo. I think there's a big difference from Rodeo. I think he's a little. He was a little bit more focused on the overall production from like track one to the very last yes. track. Like it wasn't like let me just focus on specific songs. Like I feel like he like picked out the songs he wanted mm-hmm. and then he went back afterwards there, and kind right. of gave it like yeah. a, all right. How does this flow? Mm-hmm. The whole as as a project. There wasn't quite a concept there. But you can tell that he wanted to try and make it seem that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I Because th- I think he wanted it to be a concept record, but I don't think he can so, write as a concept all right, person. All right, so I was about to get to that, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said it first. So <laughs> I love the way the Travis Scott record sounded. Yeah, sounded. sonically, it's sonically, very cohesive. It's, it's From track awesome. to track, it sounds so, so like. So good. It's like. Yeah. It's, they all it's, work together. It's, it's like you said. There's a lot of catchy shit on there. It's so oh, catchy. Yeah. It's in my head all the time. Like out of all the records that I listened to for this for this episode, that's the, the, the Travis Scott shit is the shit that's like repeatedly going through my mm-hmm. head. 
However, it's going through my head because it's catchy, not because of like the depth of content. True. The content level in the Travis Scott record, I mean, unfortunately, is 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 pretty shallow. Yeah, no, no it's shots. Like, I'm really and, not and trying to throw I'm, shots. I'm not just because I, I'd fucking love the music, but it's like the con, the, what he's talking about. It's like drugs. It's yeah. like I'm fucking. And I think that's why drugs. I can't relate to <laughs> it like, very well because like, all I do is drink. That's it. Yeah. So. If, if anyone's trying to listen to a Travis Scott record and take away from the deep content it's they're not, not gonna have fun don't do that it's that's not, not what it's for it's not what it's for he makes some catchy shit that goes hard as fuck and that's what people like. yeah that's, what, that's yeah. what i like that's what i want to hear and it's so good but so it's it's like it's one of those records where like i listened to it a lot when i first heard it because i fucking loved the way it sounded and then it was like by like the sixth listen i was like all right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you need more. We need another album. I think I got it. But, but I got it. You know what? I can I could spiral with, with that. He's like, we need more. We need another album. This yeah. motherfucker just came out. <laughs> anyway. No, no, but, no, like, but it's like, no, yeah. like, I'll probably go back in a few months and listen to it again and just be like, yes. Yeah. But it's like, I'm. Uh, yeah, I guess. At this point, I'm just like, all right. You know, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's great. No, 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 I'm sorry. My (laughs) overall, my overall, um, I was, I was, I was impressed with Travis Scott's album. I will say that I was impressed um, because I wasn't expecting much either because I was never a big Travis Scott fan in the first place. I don't know. This is going to scare Glock away and Ebony away, but no, I honestly wasn't either. No, I'm on the same page with you. But I I wasn't a big, because I'm, I'm kind of like, for some reason I have an old soul. I'm a boom back girl. Like it's whatever. Um, she's totally boom back. I seriously am. Like I produce boom back. Like it's really, yes. Um, (laughs) I have to show you some, some stuff, but, um, yeah, but yeah, like, so, that's like that's why like when it comes to these like when i had to listen to fucking jeffrey when i had to listen to gucci you know what i'm saying listening to those is just like it's kind of like i have to literally prepare myself for those whereas if i'm listening to an isaiah rashad or if i'm listening to a de la soul i don't have to prepare myself so much because that's more my lane you know yeah i mean but there's you a time and jeffrey? place huh? did you hate jeffrey is that why you said it like that Jeffrey, I just couldn't listen to all the way through. Okay, fair. But I liked <laughs> I liked I liked his song Why uh, Clef John. I liked the Future Swag song, and I think that's about it. That's all I can remember right now. Okay, okay. This guy, he knew, but we we talked about that last. Yeah, episode. I figured. I just wanted. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good, bro. It's all uh, good. But no, I mean, so like I always say, you know, I'm I'm happy that hip hop has expanded to include more than just boom bap and more than mm-hmm. just gangster rap like i'm glad that it's like that the spectrum is is is, is becoming more blurred and that there, there is more variation because it allows different people to kind of express themselves um and i'm always interested in hearing someone else's perspective on on hip-hop like how, their take on it yeah um but you know there's always a time and place for that kind of stuff so um you know the travis scott record um for me got a lot of play First thing in the morning, like trying to get me ready in the mood, you know, let's let's go. Um, or if it's turn up time. Uh, but, you know, if I'm sitting down and I'm like trying to think some hard about something. The Travis Scott is not that. Nope. But 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 it's great that there are different people in different lanes that can supply different me moves. with that, what I need. At different that's time. what music is, you know. Um, and I think when it comes to that, you know, new sound, when it comes to the auto tune, you know, when it oh, comes yes. to the trap sound, like Travis Scott is like ahead of the game. Like, yeah, definitely. that For I sure love Travis Scott as a producer because when he puts out a record, he his taste in beats is just so different than other mainstream stuff yeah. that it says to me, like, hell yeah, like people are liking this style of production. Like this is something that I'm good at. This is something that people are starting to want more in mainstream music. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good to see a big rapper such as Travis Scott using these weird ass beats. Mm-hmm. Even if they're from mainstream producers doing something different, I don't yeah, care. Definitely. That's still a gateway for me to for reach sure. out to him and be like, oh, hey, low key, I'm better at making this weird shit than these industry guys are. <laughs> so. <laughs> so legit. Legit, yeah. 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 So that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, if you guys haven't listened to Travis Scott, definitely, definitely take a listen. It's definitely worth it. Another record. That has recently come out. Uh, 
There's a De La Soul record. What? <sighs> Weird. So so Breath apparently of fucking fresh air. Apparently this this De La Soul record was funded by a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that? I just said it, so obviously I did. Nah, nigga, you said that shit like you just found out, Yeah, bro. he said apparently. <laughs> like apparently. Like, probably our <laughs> listeners didn't know, so I'm giving them new information, you fucking assholes. You know what? You know what, you guys? Get the fuck out of my house. Nah, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> and I need my pizza back before you go. I mean, go. I didn't know that, though. That's crazy. Oh, Yo, okay. Ebony, can you give me one, too? <laughs> yeah, CC. CC. CC, pass around. Pass, pass around. around. Pass around. Trey we all got day. our... Friend of the show, Ebony, giving us some goddamn beers because she's so dope. Grazie, okay, grazie, let's, grazie. Let's go ahead and give a shout out to Ebony. What up, Eb? Supplying the goddamn alcohol. Thank you. Uh, now, if you give me an alcohol opener, I would be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it should be on the um thing with you. So yeah, they they did do a Kickstarter. So, yeah. Sorry for busting your balls for saying that. Like everybody didn't know already. No, I didn't know, and that's weird because you would think that they have some money to mm-hmm. do an album. Hmm. Well, right. that's that's one it of the, that, that's one of the things a lot of people think they should, and I'm pretty sure that they do have a good amount of money. But one thing that you have to notice is that if you ever go on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, you're not going to find a lot of streaming services that have a full De La Soul catalog. And the reason for that is because their contracts back in the day were fucked up. So their contracts are saying that they can either sell via CD, vinyl. Or tape or something like that. Or only c- CD or vinyl or tape, something Damn. like that. Not okay. and or. So right, that right. the thing is, is that their their contracts or something like back then was was fucked up, and that they can't get it to where they can sell me, myself, and I, or you know, stakes and high stuff like that on the streaming services. So they don't get the same kind of benefits that they that a lot of other older artists get because of their contract being kind of fucked up in that sense and other people not wanting to fix that contract because it takes money and shit like that. Yeah. So legal shit. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what's kind of fucked up when it comes to that. But, um, I think that's a smart thing to do as a Kickstarter, especially as an older, um, like a more tenure artist, like a lot of like in this day and age, like you, you don't have people that's trying to help you out with like music. They want, I mean, like, yeah, what you going to do for me now? It's, exactly. I mean, let's, Let's mobilize all those freaking million Facebook followers or, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Twitter followers. Have them all give you fucking five bucks. You know, fuck if they buy the record or not. Give me five bucks now and I'll make the record you want. Yep. That's pretty yeah. much the whole mm-hmm. point. And that's what the Kickstarter is. Like, you get to have a little bit of a piece of that album. And then as a De La Soul fan, like, you get to say, like, yo, I helped make that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my $5 went into that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So... That's just, I don't know. Let's let's go into the actual album though. Yeah. Because that shit was prolific to me. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking around. But I don't think we have enough time to, to like go into into this record. That shit was dense. Very dense. I only got a chance to listen to it one way through, and afterwards I was exhausted. That's a lot. It's a lot of bars to really take in it's a lot of words you know a lot some rap records you listen to and you can take it in first listen no problem but this record i i need to go back to it for sure but first listen that's is just the best part of so it so much i can't wait to go it's back so there's a lot there's you a lot just, going on here you just dive in and so oh, i mean I it's 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 super deep i mean not just not just lyrically i mean these guys are obviously at a different level when it comes to just not just their delivery but the lyrics and the like structure and the flow uh it's great i mean it's it's, it's very refreshing in in today's hip-hop when everybody mm-hmm. sounds fucking the same mm-hmm. exactly and, and the, even from like a production standpoint it's super super eclectic like you start from here to there to there to there and you like you go bounce you kind of bounce around everywhere all over the place all these genres yeah and uh one thing that the reason why they called it the anonymous nobodies is because they actually have a ton of musicians that that basically would record and jam out together for a, 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 a certain period of time and then what they did is they went back through those recordings and they sampled from that mm-hmm. so that way they See? don't have to 
pay see so that that way they don't have to pay for any sampling credits or, or, or try and get anything cleared or anything like that so that's what they did with that and that's why they called it that Everyone, so they had their own uh sweatshop that's yeah. the, you know what i'm saying but that's like how music was originally made like let's, let's you know what i'm saying yeah, Motown. Like, if you look at the production credits for the album most of them almost all of them maybe maybe have the anonymous nobodies listed as the first production yeah because that's where so much of these beats came from was just this group jamming exactly I mean, which is awesome and you can totally tell i mean you, you can tell that a lot of this music was from an actual band like from a group of people playing right. together not just well, yeah, like, one dude behind a board like mm-hmm. th- it's not even the just a lot it's every the, single track because every track is so fucking dense like not just lyrically but just the production, the the way the the beat flows from fucking the verse to the bridge to the chorus to the the, and then it completely switches to a different song, and then and then that goes back into the original part, and it all happens so seamlessly. Like I feel like they took a shit ton of time on this, dude. Like to make sure that every transition was so crisp. Like there's so many layers. Like this, it's it's so dense. Like I keep saying that. I keep saying the same words, but it's like. I've listened to this album a few times through and I'm just like, I'm blown away every time because uh, the different influences, there's like jazz on here, there's rock on here, there's like indie, there's like a little bit of punk, like it's 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 so much. They even have record. a song called CBGBs. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The CBGBs, they have a song, uh, uh, Lord Intended was like super like heavy. Yeah, I love that track. That right? was one of the standout tracks for me for <laughs> sure. Glock, you about yeah. to be my that, best friend. That track was really good. You about to be my best the friend. The little breakdown where it's like, fuck everybody. Yes, it's yeah. like, yo, oh, yeah, that dude. first line, <laughs> that first line, like, too many cooks in the kitchen. About, uh, he said, it's it's nine of them. Uh, fucking, somebody spiked the Kool-Aid. They threw a porcupine in it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. yo, are you fucking kidding me right Just now? Nuts. Like bars. And I was like, bars. Even, even though that shit was like kind of surface, but like to me, I'm like, Dayla, like y'all doing this shit still. Yeah. Like, how do you still have something to say after like 40,000 years? Nigga, like, yeah. what? Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, each each song was very uh, focused too. I mean, so like the the project as a whole was focused, but like each song regardless of what the song was about the lyrics were to that point mm-hmm. you know the the production flowed through through the entire song so there was like no wasted time there was no wasted bar there was like no wasted note on this record yeah absolutely which differs so greatly from most of the modern rap that we're hearing because yeah. you hear people you know, and I don't know if this is actually their thought process, but listening, sometimes it sounds like they're thinking, you know, oh, let's let's throw in a drug line right here. Let's throw in a sex line <laughs> right here, you know? Yeah, whatever. But this De La Soul record was, like you said, like everything was so on focus. They all knew what they were trying to do, and so, they did it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let me give yeah. you guys a little bit of uh, history when it comes to De La Soul, though. Because um, when it comes to De La Soul, like a lot of people think that these niggas was about about it. You know what I'm saying? And um, these motherfuckers were like about it, about it. Yeah, nigga, about it, about it. What you mean? I know that's pretty old. Do people still say about it? No, I don't know. She said nah. All right, sorry. I mean, these motherfuckers. What do they say then? What's the place about about it? With it, they with it. With the shits, they with the shit. They thank you. I'm not that old anymore. Yay, thirty year old Tressie. What's going on? Um. So anyway, so what you need to know is that yes, um. De La Soul's from Long Island, and what they did, they did have, like, the flowers and shit like that. Like, they were, like, the hippies of rap, just because they were super different. But what y'all don't know is that they were actually on tour with N.W.A. It doesn't matter. We can hear everything. It's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, Glock got another beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, so what y'all don't know is that, like, they... Um, they were on tour with NWA, especially during the whole Straight Outta Compton video, or not Ooh. video, but movie. That's They were on that tour. They were on tours like that. And guess what? Guess who was starting fights? Because people thought that they could test them. Who? De La Soul was starting fights. Like, these motherfuckers were out there doing shit. What? That was kind of loud. It's cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what they were doing. So, like, people think that, they, like, yeah, they could talk drugs. They could talk this. They could talk that. They just also went to, like, a school on Lo- in Long Island that was um, kind of 
diverse and that's why like they were able to open their minds up to different music and different things like that but overall let me just want just want to go ahead and say that this this album was super eclectic super something that i would actually listen to on a daily basis it did take me a few listens to actually go through the whole thing because of how complex it was and also um i just want to give a big shout out to the diverse um features on this motherfucker yeah. from little dragon to two chains to fucking what is that dave Bird yo, or whatever his name yo, is yo yo two chains bro <laughs> two chains can rap y'all so if people if, think that titty boy ain't got bars if, if motherfuckers out here are saying if people out here are saying that two chains can't rap listen to Suck his verse and yeah. take it on this day of soul record that two track chains can rap good, yeah. dude he can raise a rapper He's not just a trap rapper. He's a fucking rapper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's eclectic. He's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, he's clever. He's clever, funny, and just like huge personality. He's a fucking rapper. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was overjoyed. I love Me seeing too. Little Dragon on this album. Yeah. I, Dra- I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have any uh, oh. previous history yes. with Little Dragon, but Little Dragon's written some very cool music. I didn't. I honestly don't know a lot about De La Soul. I'm a, I'm a little kid. I'm a yeah, young guy. It's cool. But, I mean, seeing Little Dragon on the credits for this was like, what? Yeah. Really? Little Dragon's And that just like, here. you know what I'm saying? And that kind of, to me, speaks to what De La Soul is. They are somebody that's been able to tour the fucking world since, like, it, like I was born. You know what I'm saying? Like, for a while. And um, just having, like, people like Glock, he says that, you know, he's kind of young younger on the younger side i guess and he's he's surprised to see that some of the people that he listens to or he's recognized is on this album so it just it just shows like the the um reach and the um the touch that they have on on certain people so i, I, I just mean think I, that's, I think it also speaks to the point of the record even if we go back to it being a kickstarter campaign and there's a little skit towards the end of the record where they're saying like i've been waiting for everybody's record to come out and then and then I finally got the De La Soul record, and it solved all my problems. Oh, yeah, the you know, commercial, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like the point of that was almost to say, like, all right, guys, you guys put all this money in pre-release. We listened to you. We heard you. We heard this group of people. We heard this group of people. We're going to make a piece of art that all of our fans can appreciate and love. And that's what they fucking did. Like, they took everybody's money, and they made a record for everybody, and it and it fucking worked. And they were successful as shit. Yes. So yes. big ups to De La Soul. Like that was some bully stuff. I don't know why I said bull. Sorry. I don't know either. Are you, you blooding out there, blood game? That was so bull. <laughs> bull. Uh, I got to say something. Bull. I'm sorry. I can't leave this album without saying that some of the beats. I mean, I'm a producer. I got to talk about the beats. Do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. They they were all good, obviously. The Anonymous Nobodies, these jam tracks were but really good. if you good. have some criticism, let us they know. They were good. They were good sample. The, there was good stuff sampled here, obviously. But when I got to be honest, when I'm listening to some rap over some, some live band shit, some live instrumentals, I want to hear a, a little more diversity in it a lot of it was pretty loop based which is cool mm-hmm. which is definitely cool but when i listen to some loop based beats i want to hear something a little more i don't know a little more hypnotic a little more mm-hmm. a little more detailed than the stuff that they were giving me it was yeah. definitely groovy definitely like set the pace for the album but i think it could have been a little more detailed on some of the tracks yeah. it was okay I yeah. thought the production overall was really good, but there were a couple tracks where it fell a little bit flat. Like it seemed like they mm-hmm. stuck a little too much to one little jam track sample, and it could have varied up a little bit more. Like the pain beat, the pain beat with Snoop Dogg was one beat. of the top beats. That beat, okay, <laughs> when it starts really good with the bass line, the bass line is catchy as fuck, and like halfway through the track, this other synth comes in, like during the hook. And it's just so, I didn't expect it because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the first beat, well, Genesis, whatever, not counting that, the Royalty Capes beat was good, but a little repetitive. And I was expecting something the same on the Pain beat, but that beat kept evolving. That was a really good because beat. Because it had a great groove to it. So this, yeah. so that's the thing is that when it comes to a groove or or an actual sample that, uh, or a loop, I guess you could say, um, Pain had a, had a groove, like that bass line and mm. that 
everything like kept you moving mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if that's repetitive it's gonna move you right but if you have a, a loop that's just kind of stagnant there there's nothing that's moving you there i get i get exactly, what you're saying so yeah, yeah. i mean I, I also feel like a, a, a lot of a, a lot of these tracks move a lot and so like the few that probably don't move a lot probably stand out a lot more than those few songs that have like a complete different like beat right. switch in the middle because there's like there's there's, a, there's probably about four or five songs that have like a complete beat switch like halfway through and then there's the other ones that don't so yeah i mean I, I love that i love that shit just a i love a beat switch switch. up like I love that'll, a beat switch. that'll catch anybody off guard like not that many people do that in rap anymore. So when it exactly. does happen, everybody, regardless of how much rap, how much music you've listened to, it catches you off guard and it's cool. And, and so the switch ups were great on here. The switch ups I, I were guess, good. And it, yeah. I mean, I, I was gonna say one of the the one critiques I have for this album, I guess you could say. I didn't really understand Usher's part on Greyhounds. That was Same. my least favorite song. Same. Dude, that's so funny. I'm I glad you got here. When I saw I Usher's that. name. <laughs> Yo, Greyhound. Didn't understand don't, it. Don't like it, but it's <laughs> got layers. <laughs> yeah. It's got layers, but I don't like the layers. I didn't understand it. I fucking it. wrote I didn't that understand down. It. Yeah, that Greyhounds I don't like. Yes, thank you. It was super weird. It Amen. Was, it was I super saw Usher. Like <laughs> I was excited. I was right? excited for and, Usher, and I heard it, and I was like, eh. song sucks. Like you look, you look at it, and you like you see like Justin Hawkins, David Byrne, you see um, uh, fucking <laughs> Little Dragon, Two Chains, and you see Usher. And to be honest, when I looked at that the, at the features, I was like, Usher's the prop. Usher and maybe Two Chains are the two that are super like out of the ordinary. But two Chains did it. Two Chains killed that shit. Usher and like and what's what's crazy is that you don't think of like David Byrne or uh, all those other people to be out of the ordinary because of what they did with Gorillas. You know what I'm saying? But fucking usher dude that shit was like having usher has such a smooth and like i love you it's, like it's, i'm so here <laughs> like kind of voice and then like that's not what they i'm sorry I, I just i, I would have rather it. de la soul do a song with justin timberlake than with usher that would have uh, made yeah. more sense no that sounds that hot that sounds hot sense. Actually, wouldn't that be yeah. dope i would listen yes. to that for sure sorry yeah. usher i mean we all know that I, I just, said it, I just said it on record. Oh, I love Usher. Usher is legendary. JT, yeah, JT say it. is better than Usher. Oh. Everybody, everybody, I don't care what you say, guys. Do you agree? I would say Justin Timberlake over Usher any day. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but I, I love them both. I love them both. It's hard to say. There's JT is killing it. However, it's not hard. That no limit for me. I love Usher. I can give I that love so much like, confessions no and shit. Like Usher. Makes it, mm. JT Sorry, and freaking Neptunes. Boom. Boom. Okay. That one. That one's No, super JT, dope. yeah. You're okay. He's, you're he's right. Maybe he's right. a fucking pop star, man. He, he is, fucking yeah. murders it. He His runs? <sighs> Yeah, and he can sing, yeah. Oh, another thing about this De La Soul album that I got to say is, as far as lyrics go, I mean, there's there there are rap albums where the lyrics stand out to me because the flow and the delivery is very impressive, and just the rhythm of the rapping is very good. And then there's another layer to it that this album really, really has where... Even aside from the music, like just the words next to each other, written out as sentences, the syllables like flowing into each other sound like beautiful. And this is beautiful language. It's actual poetry. Like you can you can write out some bars and wrap them with a like a cool ass flow or like put a spin on it and it sounds good. But looking at the actual lyrics, just words next to each other, music aside, the words of this album were beautifully strung together, and that was something really cool. I don't know if I should cry right now. <laughs> well, no, no, I because home, wait, hold on, totally hold on, because yeah. this is a young bug right here, man. Make me, I'm, I'm tearing up, I'm tearing up. Oh, don't, cry. don't cry, nah, so man. Sad. What, that's what no, that's moment. so refreshing to hear. It's so great to hear from. Like it's not getting lost. You know what? Of I course, need to... but it's never lost. It's it. Nah. 
it's it's never lost. It just gets you know diluted. It gets watered down. It gets mixed around. But then when it comes down to it, it's always still the same. True. You know. Uh, and and I definitely have to agree with you. And I think it 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 comes to a point that I I actually noticed in listening, like contrasting the De La Soul with the Travis Scott, um, like the difference between like the you know the new school versus the old school. I guess you know De La Soul has. There's multiple members in there. So, you know, they have the ability to make uh, different sounding verses, you know, three different verses on a song that sound different because right. three different people. Right. Um, but like you said, they still have the intricacies throughout their, their lyrics and their flows and their deliveries. But something that I do like a lot about a lot of the newer school cats is that it'll only be one person, but that one person will have so many variations in their delivery or in their pitch, or in their flow, that they can almost sound like a group, but it's only one person. Right. You know what I mean? True, so yeah. it's like it's like they have all these variations of styles, but it's only one guy. Where De La Soul, you know, uh, it's three different dudes doing it, um, but they need the other person to kind of come in and change the change the flow or change change the mood of the track. True. Where Travis Scott can just kind of go into that higher register with the auto tune or whatever and it just fucking sounds crazy and it's just like some other shit you know right uh but i definitely appreciate both sides of that um and yeah. i and i think it definitely shows a different uh decent contrast between the two records in that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i guess like what i'm saying is like the words on a page like travis scott's album not to say that he's not a good lyricist but the words you know Pick up the phone, baby. <laughs> I know you're home, baby. Like, it's cool. And his flow and the melody that he sings with that, it's amazing. He right. makes it work, but right. the words on a page it's just read out from the De La Soul record is not is not the same at all. Yeah. True, true. The impact yeah. of, of just the words are not the same. But, but, but I think that's also the reason why I liked each record. Uh, for different reasons, though, you know, even like I yeah. said, the Travis Scott record, production-wise, it sound it sounds fucking amazing. It puts me in that zone sonically, but when I go too deep into it, I get bored, you know. Mm -hmm. And then with this record, it's like, you know, it hits me sonically. It's not like so much in my face. It's like, oh my god, I've never heard this before. It's like, okay, this is good. This is creative. But then when I dig deeper, there's still more to chew on. Exactly. You're talking about Dale. So yes. Uh, okay. Yes. And it goes to say that if you go into a record with the right mindset and you know what to expect, you're going to enjoy the record. Exactly. exactly. Your your mindset is everything. And that's what I learned when I listened to that fucking Jeffrey shit because my ma mindset, <laughs> I was so, I had such low expectations that I actually ended up liking two songs. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I, I know that's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, right. that was fucked up. I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I, all I gotta say is I don't fucking like that shit. I mean, I've, I've uh, sorry, I'm getting kind of. Um, anyway, belligerent uh, against not against really, thugger. Not really. I'm, or Jeff. No, my name is Jeffrey. Opinionated, Jeffrey. Anyway, yeah, that's 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 what's up, man. Um, we got we went through the albums. We got Glock on the episode. We got. Cats in the background jumping in the Cats. bags. Uh, you know, uh, I think that's it. Uh, I think we did pretty good, guys. I mean, you know, you guys know where to find us. Uh, we're you know on. You're bad at this, so you should just leave that to me. Right? Hold on. I'm totally going to try to do you're it gonna this time. It? I'm going to try. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's go ahead. All right, guys. So you can find us on SoundCloud at Through the Crate, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter at Through the Crate. Correct. All right, all right. You can find us on Facebook at Through the Crate. Correct, ancient there. All right, wait, 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 wait. There's more. There's more. Snapchat. We also have a website. We don't, oh, have, we a don't have a Snapchat yet. Yeah. But, 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 okay, but, 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 but we do have a website. Yes, we that's do. That's throughthecrate.com, right? Yes, it is throughthecrate.com. All right. Wow. Right. And Instagram yes. at through the crate. The Instagram is actually the one thing that we are the most active yo, on. Yo, we be popping on IG, yo. <laughs> you you got to check it out, yo. Gang, gang, follow back. Gang, gang, follow. <laughs> did you just say, what? That's what's up, though. Hey, you know, you actually did pretty good. No, but do you guys I'm, really follow back, though, for real? Yeah. yeah. You really follow everybody back. 
For the most part. No, because if I, I, tell- I check, motherfucker. <laughs> if, you, if you just follow me, then unfollow me. I'm not following your so, ass okay, back. True, so what true. a lot of these I motherfuckers don't know is that I actually am a fraud analyst for a living. I she do, knows. I do this shit for she a living. Does You're a scammer? No, nah, no. She catches analyst. the scammers. I catch them scammers. Like, let's be real. Anyway, I don't need to be putting all my business out there. But I know who the fuck we supposed to be following. Yeah. I know who we're not supposed exactly. to. I know what a scam account Bye, nigga. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. So, um, so Mr. Glock had a had a pen fifteen issue. Pen fifteen. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Got to go. And and anyway, got to um, go. Fi- got to go fix that in the. So anyway, yeah. this was a super fun episode. We want to thank Glock for being here. Thank and, you, Glock. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Thank. Um, th- thank our little. We got like we got like we got fans little, in here. We got like kind of sort of like a little audience. I know live studio audience going For on. Show, man. So yeah, so if you guys wanna wanna you know have fun with us and party with us once a week, you know go definitely follow us. Definitely you know download the podcast. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe. You Just, know you know what through the crate all across the board through the crate across the board. Go ahead and follow us. Um, and then also we again as I was trying to say we want to thank Glock for you know taking some time with us and um, sharing his, you know, his journey into music and things like that. We also want to thank uh, Keisha for taking pictures the whole time here. We really appreciate yeah. you doing that. Um, we also want to thank Ebony for one, grabbing us beers two being like involved in the conversation and kind of hyping us up the whole conversation. And also, you know, you know what I'm saying? She over here just doing a little dance too. Like we want to, and we hope to get her on one of the next episodes just to like get her point of view too. So, just everybody, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. This is Through the Crate, motherfuckers. We out, motherfucks. Bye, guys. <laughs>